This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. So how's it going? No. Little. Yeah. Little, little what? I feel drained. Drained, huh? Have you by any chance uh, been bitten by any sort of bats lately? Or flying things of some sort? No, after this past year, I'm trying to stay away from bats. Okay. Have you felt yourself getting like more pale or nocturnal or anything like that? I'm very pale. I'm, I'm Irish, dude. Oh, yeah, and you are nocturnal, too. Yeah. Do you have an aversion to garlic? I'd, I'd be dead. Well, there goes that idea. From Project Humanoid, this is Murder, My Dude. I'm BP Burke. And I'm confused, but also Jackson Wells. I thought you may have been a uh, vampire there for a minute, confused. But you might just be drained and confused. Was that a movie? Drained and confused? Dazed and confused. Uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm a little drained because uh, all three of my kids left today. Yeah. Yeah, the summer's coming to an end. and Yeah. Yeah, my oldest went home. He was here for the summer. Um... Well, he's actually going uh, camping. Yeah. So <laughs> he's going back to his home state to come back to our home state. Yeah, 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 something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's weird how all that works. But nonetheless, we're here. We're back with another episode of uh, Murder My Dude, episode seventy-seven. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking a little bit later about the Vampire of Sacramento. Uh, yeah. yeah, that guy. Yes. Never heard of this before, so this is... Uh... Yeah, I, I I have to send out a thank you. I don't know if he listens or not, but I have to send out a thank you to uh, Andy Hedder. Um, he was the one that actually was like, hey, you should talk about this. So I like, just assume they all listen. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I know one of them listens, but I don't know about the other ones. No, I assume they're all listening. Yeah, like uh, I do another podcast every week, Tornado. No, no, I mean everybody. Oh, everybody in the world. Yeah. Well, Anchor does say we have six billion listeners, so... Yeah. It's very, there's, there may be people listening twice or three or four or even six billion times, so I don't know. Yeah. But. We, uh, yeah. we're bigger than Joe Rogan. Yeah. We're bigger than Jesus. Definitely. Well, we have to be. He's not real. We're bigger than the Beatles, because there's only like, what, two left? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, they're also not real. No, they're, they're real. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Drained. 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 I feel drained. I feel just I I uh I was saying to you before we started recording, my mom I remember just sitting on the floor and just bawling her eyes out when I left uh Philly for New York. Yeah, because you had lived apart from her before, but you were very close But by I was always five minutes away. Right. Except for the time where I I lived for like a month up in uh like, like a different county Bucks County side of Philly, yeah. Yeah. But even that's like what twenty minutes, a half hour. It's an hour. An hour. Um. Yeah, from where where we where we were living in Collingdale to her house, my ex's house, it was an hour. Which is funny because you would think New York like would be farther away, a lot farther away, but it's only an hour longer. It's weird. From from like Delaware County. Yeah, it's not. Because it's a very straight shoot. Yeah, New York wasn't. It didn't take that long. It's to like get two there. hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. 
hour and a half, two hours depends. Yeah. How fast you're going. Yeah. Depends on who you're driving with. But yeah. depends on the turnpike traffic. Depends on a lot of things. But the last the last day that uh that I was in Philly. I mean, she uh she bawled her eyes out. Yeah, I remember that. She was like begging me to stay. And I'm like, Why? Right. <laughs> For what reason? You're Ricky Waters. For who? For what? I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. But now I do. Yeah, you know. I think it's one of those things that comes with age, and and it's just like, yeah, you want you want everybody in the nest. I was uh, what twenty five, twenty six? No, twenty six. Yeah, because I was twenty three. Yeah, I was twenty six at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I, you know, it was yeah, it was it was like I'm good. At, you could throw me out on the street, and I'll fucking I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I had this conversation with you a few weeks ago when you were drunk. Yes. And uh, you said that you would kill yourself if <laughs> you ever became homeless. And I was like, damn, man, poor homeless people. That's how you yeah. feel about them. <laughs> but uh, that's what you said. Uh, you said you'd kill yourself. But I think it's more of a you, fi- you feel that you wouldn't be able to get back up. Right. Pick out, get back up on your feet. And, right. you know, like to me, like. I've hit rock bottom a million times. I haven't gone that far if that's rock bottom, but like, have you hit people's elbow? Yes. Okay. I actually have. Have you hit the rock bottom? I actually have. I have, yes. Yeah. I've done both. I I fucking highly doubt you've done the rock bottom. I have. I haven't done the dive part. What the fuck did you do the rock bottom to? Probably one of your kids. All right. Fair enough. What'd you do the people's elbow to? Probably one of your kids. I fucking. Guarantee you, you aren't jumping over anybody. I fucking that's true. Yeah, I, I don't jump, especially don't, not on these floors. You don't run. I don't run. You don't run. I don't run. Mm-hmm. I can do a rock bottom. Yeah, I, I remember. Can, I can do a pile driver. I remember that time we were in that that race. We were doing a we were doing a race, and you said I don't run, and then you got disqualified. Yeah, I can do that race walking. Have you ever seen that in like, the Olympics where like one foot has to be completely on the ground at all times? So they're doing this weird like shimmy. It's one of the funniest things to ever see in the Olympics is race walking. Hmm. And there was one video, it's very a very popular video where this one guy was doing any shit himself. And you can just see all the, the Now if, if they're race walking is all, all the white people are like wrong? No. Hmm. No, like a race like a not like a uh, ethnic group. Oh, okay. Or a skin color, but a uh, a race like a you're racing to the finish like fall guys, like my new favorite thing in the world, fall guys. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, I get it. I understand, you know, what it's like. I just, it's like, I was in my fucking twenties, man, you know, but my oldest is going to be 13 and, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's yeah. Really t- it's never, it's never easy on me any year, any year. Uh, I think the last time he left, it was kind of tough, but then I didn't see him for four months. Yeah, like with the with COVID. Usually it's here for spring break, but yeah, with COVID, that didn't happen this time. Yeah, it's usually like a little, you know, I might not see him for a month or two. Right. But then I didn't see him for four months, and that fucking sucked. That really sucked. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, kind of drained me. Um, and then I, I like I said, I got hit with a double whammy because my other two. Right, like my ex, my ex texted me, uh, texted me last night, and she was like, "Hey, I'm going to pick up the kids," and I was like, "Dude, like, no." Right. <laughs> like, you just not- have to be careful because two more whammies and you're out of the game. Right. 
Yeah, big bucks. No whammies. Stop. Not a whammy. Now you have three whammies. God damn it. Yeah. That so. was my job. That was my that was my aspiration when I was a kid. I was obsessed with game shows mm-hmm. when I was like five or six years old. No, I was younger. I think it was like four years old because it was before I was in school. And my dad was uh my dad was sick and he was on uh he had to stop working. And before that was me and my grandmother. And all we would do during the day while my mom was working is we would watch the game shows on the USA Network. We would watch like Hollywood Squares with John Davidson and Bumper Stumpers and I remember that Hot Potato and I hated Hot Potato and I, I wasn't a fan of Bumper Stumpers. But dude, what's my favorite game show of all time? Car Sharks. Fuck you! You just said it. Hollywood Squares. Oh, oh yeah, you do like Hollywood Squares. That's right, dude. It was fucking my absolute favorite. I remember we were a big fan of the Car Sharks thing with Joel McHale just came out. And to tell the truth, I forgot about the one with yeah. uh, Car Sharks, the new yeah. one. But yeah. my all-time favorite game show, another one that just came back recently, is Pressure Luck. And when I was a kid... My dad loved pre- Pressure Luck. My dad yeah. loved Pressure Luck. And when I was a kid, I want, like some kids want to be a baseball player, a football player, an actor, an astronaut. Superman. I, I, I wanted to be a game show host. I wanted to be a priest. Okay. That was why I had three I had three things that I wanted to be. When right. I, like, really. It was... Uh, I wanted to be... Um, Superman, right? A ninja uh-huh. or a priest, right? I wanted to be a fucking game show host. I wanted to be the fallback option for an out of work act. Out of work, actually, the fallback action option for an out of work actor is a game show contestant. But yeah, yeah, neither here nor there. God, wasn't there? Uh, there, by the way, uh, wasn't there a a killer? Yeah, there was a killer. There's a dating game killer. Yeah. Not a whole, yeah. There's I always like the I dating game. There's an entire podcast about that. I like those type of shows. Like those type of game shows. Like the uh, the dating ones? The dating ones, yeah. Like Love Connection mm-hmm. and Studs. Remember yeah. Studs? I remember Studs. What was the one uh, in the 90s that, um, oh, fuck. Uh, Studs was definitely the 90s. No, no, no. There, there was another one that was like really big. There was the MTV one. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was this other one that I'm talking about because. Uh, the MTV one I remember was wasn't like parental control or something like that, where the parents had like some kind of input on it. Blind date was big for a minute. Blind date is I think the one I'm talking about. Where, where was that? That was more of a reality show. That was like syndicated, I think. Or was it on like VH1 or something? No. What was blind date? No, I gotta look this shit up. No, what's what's uh, singled one? out? Singled out is the one that I was talking about from MTV. Yeah, and the no, the other one might be blind date. It was uh, blind date was less a game show. They like follow people around on their date. Maybe that's not it then. Um, yeah, singled out was huge. That launched uh, Jenny McCarthy, for better or worse. I'm gonna say worse, but but yeah, that was the uh, that was a nice pause there. That was the big. <laughs> that was thank you. That was the big one for for like singled out studs was earlier than that. Love connection, change of hearts. Oh, change of heart. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think there was another was syndicated one. Or heart. I think it was change of heart. Change of heart. Like right. they would have the date, and then they they both wanted to go out on another date. They could say so, but mm-hmm. they they could take a change of heart and, and to get like money or something. Ra- the rapper, the game. Oh, okay, he was on it. Oh wow. Yeah, I think somebody famous might have been on stud. John Hamm was on studs. He was. John Hamm was on studs. That's right. Mm-hmm. And the guy, the host of that, it was like this Italian looking guy. He was on like he was like he did like bit. I remember. Acting. Yeah, I remember who talking about. I think he was on like uh, I think his name was like Mark something. He was on Married with Children. I think. Yeah, love, love connection, dating game, newlywed game. Yeah, it was like a straight Mario fucking Cantone. Cantone. Yeah, that's, that's actually good. 
Uh, do you remember? Now, that that shit when Steve I was in Steve Pipe Alley. Ooh, fuck, dude. Now, another show, a game show I love. Now, this is my kind of talk at the beginning of a show. This is my kind of off topic. Game shows. We're going to do a game show podcast. Well, we will do this on uh, Talking on Back. Talking Back. Um, uh, in, in the mornings, dude. Mm-hmm. Dr. Fad. Dr. Fad, I like. Remember that shit? Dr. Fad, fucking Steam Pipe Alley. Like, mm-hmm. I love that stuff in the morning. Uh, before school, Mr. Wizard. Yeah. Mr. Wizard come on like six in the morning in Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Whenever I would sit at the fucking, I'd sit at my, uh, my table eating blueberry morning cereal. <laughs> blueberry morning cereal was awesome. Dude, I love blueberry morning. I would sit there, I would eat my blueberry morning and I'd watch fucking Mr. Wizard. Yeah. Um, I, as far as game shows like that, Double Dare, I always liked. Hated Double Dare. Um, I hated, I hate it. What's the movie that they just made for, based off of the show? Uh, of the, a double there? No, no, no. Nickelodeon just Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, that was a little bit later, like the early. It was still a game show on yeah. Nickelodeon. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like in the mid nineties. So what is like? Do we? Is that a? Because to me, a game show. When I think of a game show, I think mm-hmm. of, um, I think of like jeopardy or yeah. something like that. But then you have like a contestant show where you're like, like is Double Dare a game show? You're answering questions, but then there's also, like, the physical element, too. Yeah, it's like... That was, like, the Nickelodeon thing, because before Double Dare, there was Finder's Keepers. I actually knew somebody when I was a kid that was on Finder's Keepers. I know a girl that swore she was on uh, Mm -hmm. Double Dare, because she said where it was and everything. Right. And... Was it when it was in Nickelodeon Studios or when they were still doing it in Philly? In Philly. In Philly? Yeah, and that's what made me, like, hmm. You know, do it at the Channel 12 studio. Yeah, that's why I was kind of like, huh, maybe this girl's telling the truth. It's very possible. And yeah, Finders Keepers, it was this uh, this girl that was like, uh, I was in the same grade as, and her mom used to drive me to school. And then her stepdad was like the a cop in the town, wound up becoming the chief of police. And her older sister was on Finders Keepers. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and I don't think she won or anything. It's like my godmother, my cousin, she lost on Wheel of Fortune at some point in the 80s. Those are like my brushes with game show fame. That I knew somebody online that won Jeopardy. It was like he won two days of Jeopardy. But yeah, that's that's my game show story, and I'm sticking to it. All right. So that's yeah. We we, we definitely do. I, I would be down for a game show episode of Talking Back, or just like like kids TV, or like yeah, like just even those dating shows. And and the the grandfather of that we were talking about dating game, and we were talking about newlywed game a little bit. You know who created those, right? No. Speaking of Philadelphia. He also created the Gong Show. Oh, he also was a CIA hitman allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name. Chuck Barris. Chuck Barris. Chuck Barris. Wait, I keep Chuck Barris is from Philly. I believe he is. Yeah. Huh. I'm almost positive he is. And so yeah, that was that that, that was a big thing for me. Those USA game shows. So yeah, that was just like a little preview of you'll you'll have banter like that on on talking back. But this isn't talking back. This is murder, my dude. I and know. What's the first thing we do on murder, my dude? Uh, talk back. We, yeah, but th- we did that part. What comes next? Um, talk forward. No, it's something that happens more of a currently, not today, but oh, this week. This week in murder. Game shows. Two arrests made in the murder of. Jam Master J. Mr. J. That's uh, very Harley Quinn-ish. It's Jam Mr. J. Different person. Yeah. So yeah, this is a callback. We don't really get a chance to do a lot of updates on this show. We did one, I think, way back when for the Hollywood Ripper. Yeah. 
But if you've been listening for a while, I have been. Well, you've been listening the whole time. Mm. You were you were literally here on day one of Murder My Dude. I'm a, I'm I'm yeah day one ish. No day one literally mm. not not ish. You were uh, like, ish right the- ish is by the way is supposed to be shit like yeah. day one shit yeah. not not ish. ish. Like I've been around yeah. since day one kind of. Does that mean that show Blackish is called Black Shit? I think so. Oh wow. Yeah. What are you doing, Anthony Anderson? Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. Nobody wants to see anybody shit, no matter what color they are. So anyway, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you may remember episode nine, which was Murdered Musicians, my dude. Mm. And we covered a few things on there. We covered Sam Cooke, I remember. Yeah. And well, somebody had to cover him. Did you see the way he was laying? Yeah, he was yeah, he was just chasing people. Yeah. And his unmentionables. Yeah, and he had a suit jacket on. Yeah. But one of the cases we covered on that was the unsolved murder of Run DMC's Jam Master J. Word. Word up. And this past Monday, August 17th, a pair of arrests were finally made in Jay's murder. Yeah. The two men charged, and I think we brought them both up in the episode. It would have been nice if I would have went back and listened to the episode and see what we said, but I didn't. Uh, the two men charged have Who been... Who has time for that? No, nobody. Nobody. I, I have a lot of Fall Guys to play. Uh, the two men charged have long been linked to Jay's shooting in his Queens recording studio on October 30th, 2002. Carl Jordan Jr. By the way, he he had to say recording studio. Because if you just said studio, somebody thought, oh, his apartment. Yeah. So I get it. Carl Jordan Jr., 36, is said to have been the trigger man who ended Jay's life. He was uh, said to have shot Jay, real name Jason Mazel, in the head, after which he threatened the other people in the room with the same fate if they talked to police. An aspiring rapper himself who went by Little D... Jordan was charged in the 2003 shooting of Jay's nephew, Rodney Jones. Jones was shot in the leg, though charges were eventually dismissed because Jones didn't want to cooperate with the investigation. Again, he was probably threatened, I would imagine. Well, there's also that whole thing in in that culture where it's, you know, like no snitching. So, Well, somebody did, and that's when we had these arrests. Right, well, somebody Uh, said, obviously somebody's going to do it. 18 years later, somebody did. Yeah. Uh, also arrested in this case was uh, Ronald Tanad Washington, 56, who was currently in federal pr- prison on robbery charges. In 2003, Washington had tried to pin the killings on Little D and his father, Darren Big D Jordan, claiming that he saw them go back into J- go into Jay's studio on the night of the murder and run out the back door shortly after that. Police, however, had suspected Washington of being involved since shortly after the killing. Many also believe that Washington was involved in the killing of Randy Stretch Walker, who frequently collaborated with Tupac. Okay. And it's believed that the killing was the result of a dispute over a drug deal gone bad. Jay, they think, had gotten involved in drug dealing in the 90s. And that he had gotten 10 kilos of cocaine from a source in Maryland. And that he was going to team up with Washington and Jordan and selling it. However, there was an argument as they were going over this whole thing, and, and Jay cut them out of the deal, and that led to his killing. So it was retribution for them getting cut out of a drug deal, it seems. Yes. Don't deal drugs. Don't uh, deal drugs. Very bad, very yeah. bad. I don't want to, the, oh, you're victim blaming, but... Nah, you kind of, you know... It, 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit of a, you lay down with dogs, you wake up with fleas situation, I think. Yeah. Or you wake up with fleas killing you. Yeah. Or flee from the red hot chili peppers. I don't think he would do it. I think flee. I, I think flee. What about Anthony? No. Hmm. John Frusciante, maybe. John Frusciante's not with them anymore. Oh. Yeah. He left again. Or did he come back again? No, I think he's gone again. 
It's a shame. John there should be like a plug-in. Like, is John Frusciante with the Chili Peppers right now? Remember when Firefox had plugins? Uh, it was plugins. like a big thing. I, yeah. I had a plugin. It was like, is Abe Vigoda alive? Well, no, he's not now. But back then he was. He was. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a website. It was like, is Richard Dawson alive? And it was always like, yes, he is. Yeah. It's like there's a uh, there's a Twitter account. It's just called, did the Sixers win? And after they play, it'll just be like, yes or no. And sometimes they'll post like fun videos that they've won. All right. they, they'll also just say no. Anyway, next story. Sorrow. Outrage rampant after five-year-old shot by neighbor. Motive remains unknown. And if you've been on social media. Oh, and I have been. And, oh, I know. Oh, I have been. And if This you, is all you fucking see. And if you happen to be following especially right-wing people on social media. Oh, no, I don't follow right-wing people. I follow... Follow. I follow things like Bernie Sanders mm -hmm. and Joe Biden. Right. And you know, right wing people like Joe Biden. Hmm. Uh, I, I follow things like that, but then I will stumble uh, across the, uh, yeah. you know, huh? Yeah, I know. I know. Yes, I know. You, you'll see somebody post, you know, because they need to go mm -hmm. on a Bernie Sanders page and right. post some shit, and it'll have a you know, say his name. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Cannon Hinton. Yeah, I just I said, just said it. it. I yeah. just said it. Cannon Hinton, Cannon Hinton, Cannon Hinton. Yeah. Does he come back? No. If you say He's not name? Beetlejuice. Hmm. But what if he was? So anyway, yeah, this has been a big cause celebra, I would say, of the right wing here. Yeah. Uh, but just to get into the story, because it is, and, and I feel bad for the kids. Absolutely, 100%. No matter how much they try to politicize it, what happened is completely awful and inexcusable and indefensible. Uh, Cannon Hennant, five, of Wilson, North Carolina, was shot dead by a neighbor on August 9th. Cannon was playing outside. How did he die, though? He was shot. By a... By a we'll get to it. Uh, he was playing outside with his two older sisters around 5.30 that afternoon. No, I mean, what was you like used With to... a gun. All right, but how did he die, though? Uh, his neighbor, Darius Sessoms, 25... Left his home and shot Cannon point blank in the head with a firearm. Okay, but how did he die? Did he get hit with a, like a rock or something? No, he was hit with a bullet from that was fired yeah, from guns. A gun. Don't kill people though. Well, this time they did. Mm. Well, the person killed him. Oh, the person with a gun with the in the yard. Hmm. I'm trying to figure it out. I've submitted my answer. Do I win this game of Clue? What I don't understand is the 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 guns. Mm -hmm. Don't kill people. Notice that they don't say that with drugs. Right. They don't say drugs don't kill drugs people. don't kill people. People kill themselves. Right. Yeah. Imagine saying that to to one of them. Right. When they lose somebody, well, you don't have a constitutional right to use drugs. That would be. I I guarantee you that would be the response. Oh, so that that okay. That makes your fucking drug use okay. Gotcha. Or uh, your your gun your gun usage okay. Sorry, I was getting a cracker. What are you Polly? No. I like saying that to my dog, though. What, Polly want a cracker? I say Holly want a cracker. There you go. You're, makes more sense. Her name's not Polly. Right. Why would I call Holly Polly? That's true. So, Sesums shoots for whatever reason. Nobody knows. His five-year-old neighbor in the head. Uh, one theory was that the kid rode his bike through his yard. Like, that's the closest thing anybody could get to a possible motive so far. Uh, Sesums then ran back into his residence before driving off in a 2019 Toyota Corolla. A statewide manhunt ensued with Sesums being found in a house in Goldsboro, North Carolina, about 30 minutes away the next evening. Sesums and the Hennants have been neighbors for about eight years. So even before this kid was born, they were neighbors. 
Austin Hennant, Cannon's father, was as mystified as everyone else has been regarding a possible motive for the unthinkable crime. Quote, there wasn't anything between me and him, any bad blood whatsoever for him to have a reason to do this, Hennant told WRAL-TV. Austin had even invited Sesums over for dinner the night before, and the two drank beer on the porch afterward. Sesums has been held without bail and charged with first-degree murder. The perceived lack of media attention concerning the crime caused a large response among right-wing groups on social media who compared the coverage of Connor's death to the larger coverage of George Floyd. So that's where it really came in, like, you gave this criminal drug addict all this attention, what about this boy? And here's the thing. Uh, uh, can I say it? Yeah, go ahead. Can I say it? Mm-hmm. Sesums was not a cop. That is true. There's another thing. Oh. As soon as this happened, yeah. there was a nationwide manhunt for Sesums. There was a... They went They went nonstop until they found him. He is being charged with murder, and he will never leave jail. Well, they're talking about the media well, attention. They're like, well, why don't, why don't we protest this? What are you protesting? We shouldn't shoot kids? Everybody agrees with you. I, I think yeah, we, I don't think there's any... I think most people are going to say we should five-year-olds. Five-year-olds, yeah. Yeah, except for Sesums, most people agree with you. Like, what are you protesting? Yeah. Um... It, it's not really hard to grasp. Well, it is for for certain people. If you wear red hats, uh, not your red hat. Yeah, my red way. hat's pretty cool. Your red hat's pretty cool. It says, uh, "It says made you look." Black lives matter. Yes, it does. Um, I'm afraid for you though. Yeah, I could, especially if I wear that because I also have a shirt that has a parody of the Tide logo, but it says "Vote" instead of "Tide." Yeah, and it says "Remove stubborn orange stains." Yeah, and I feel like if I wear that in com- that combination outside enough i will be shot yeah they're gonna shoot you uh which just shows that they're very violent criminals but then when that happens i want you to say well where are the protests okay an innocent fat man was shot where are the protests yeah you shot him because he was fat yeah i uh it's a hate crime it's a weight crime it's a way i was fucking just going (laughs) to say damn it (laughs) fuck pisses me off (laughs) It's like my my like my fucking jaw stalls. It's like uh, it like hangs there. You gotta wake up pretty early in the morning to get one ahead of me. <clears throat> Fuck. At least I was there. Yeah. Um. But the thing is, is that Sesums was not a cop, right? Sesums is you know doesn't he's he's not he doesn't have this job where he has to protect and serve right. and. That's why it's important. That's why there's a lot of coverage. He didn't have a history of killing five-year-old boys and getting away with it. Right. And again, all this is being said, what he did is awful. It's unexcusable. And this, he should never see the light of day again. Unexcusable or inexcusable? Inexcusable. And what about unexcusable? Is that not a word? I don't think so. Okay, well, it should be. Inexcusable. Fine. Like, I'm not... unthinkable. Like, I I don't believe in the death penalty at all. This would be a death penalty case if I did. I believe it. I know it's real. No, I believe it. I just, I think I, I am against it. Okay, gotcha. But if I were to ever be for a case, this would be it. But that being said, this one, you shot a five year old for no reason. Oh, dude, there, what, what about the the one where the guy fucking kills the kid and then he he uses his skull as a fucking prop for theater? Remember that? That's bad. Yeah, that's. Do you really remember that bad. one? I don't. Yeah, Did we cover that one. I don't know if we covered it, but I know it's a story. This guy. Oh, we're going to get some bad one. We're going to get into a bad one here in a little this bit. This guy too. kills this fucking kid. 
Uh-huh. I think he raped him, and then he boils this fucking kid. Jeez. And he, I think he made food out of it, out of the kid or whatever. If I were to believe in the death penalty, that would be a death penalty case. Well, that's the one. Where I the, don't, so I don't. The, they were supposed to release the guy, and the dad was like, I'm going to be there. Yeah. Dad's like, I'm going to be waiting for him when he gets out. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. That's the one where I, I talked to you before. Th- that You yeah. literally said to me, you go, that's the one where you go, they would want me on the jury. That's right, the first time right. I've ever heard I you say the, that. I don't want the state to kill him. Yeah. But if the dad kills him, They'd uh, want me, he yeah. wants me on his jury. Yeah. Like, I, I think he might have had a, I don't know. Yeah. That's the one where I turn my back. If I'm in charge of anything, I turn my back and go, hey, dude, I didn't see shit. Yeah. As but. they said in Hamilton with the doctor, you turn your back so you have deniability. Yeah. Um. But the thing is, the Sessoms wasn't a cop. The, 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 the guy that killed Floyd, and, and just like all these other cops, dude, they're, you know, look, when it comes to race, people go, what about Chicago? They're not cops. Right. They're not cops. This is why people are so hard on cops. I mean, it's because still it's, bad. It's, it's a fucking job. Happening. Yeah, I, I get it. Like, yes, black people kill black people. Black people yeah. kill whatever. Black people rape. White people rape. White people kill whatever. You know, cops kill white people but cops kill more white people you know uh, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> but is it but they're killing black also people. like there's four white people for every black person in america right. that's why yeah it's in a disproportionate fucking number so like it's it's one of those like it's like a per capita fucking type uh, yeah that's exactly what it is thing uh and that's and people fucking failed to to, re- to realize that and yeah so one more time sesams wasn't a fucking cop so that's why you know it, it's it's really and, it, and he was caught right they, they did the, yeah there's nothing to protest there was a manhunt he was caught yeah with uh george floyd the cop that killed him just the, forget the other three the one that actually was kneeling on his neck it took all these protests and riots to try have them charge him that, right. that's what it took that's why they're doing if that it didn't happen he wouldn't have gotten charged with shit yeah the people who killed Breonna taylor still aren't getting charged with shit and they're still even with the riots and all that that's why that's why it needs attention it goes without saying that killing a five-year-old kid is bad. Of course What do you got to say about Breonna Taylor? She wasn't doing any drugs. You know what I mean? Right. Well, she was consorting with people who did. Okay. Guilt by association. Uh. It's punishable by death without trial now, apparently. <laughs> I'll get my dander up. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get my dander up. Why? I don't know. Why? I like dander. Nah, I know. But <sighs> hopefully when you do, it'll, it'll make you sneeze. Yeah, and then you'll sn- get some COVID spread on I these. Say, then I think I'm gonna, then I think I have COVID. Fucking then red just hats, be panicking all over the place. It's gonna be a bad scene. Fuck these red hats. I'm afraid you're gonna get shot with your red hat from from some crazy on the right or some crazy on the left. Doesn't take the time to read it. Yeah, they're just gonna shoot me. And go. Oh, damn it! Why do they do oh, that? Oh shit! He was one of us. <laughs> Fuck! Take it back. <laughs> Call it a shotman. All right. Anyway, anyway, let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll play a little commercial uh, for Talking Back, I believe. We'll do a, a quick Talking Back commercial. And then we'll be back with our featured topic of the evening. And maybe in that uh, in that thing, I'll sound like I, uh, I'm alive. Let's find out. Hey, this is Jackson Wells. You know me for murder, my dude. But you may not know that I have a new nostalgia podcast. Talking Back is my new podcast where I'll talk about everything from bikes to trains to, well, you get it. We're going to be talking classic toys, cartoons, wrestling, games, and more. And it's not just me. I'll have a new guest on each week to reminisce about their childhood favorites. 
Make sure to visit ProjectHumanoid.com to figure out more about guests, the premiere date, and other information. And follow Talking Back Pod on Instagram as well. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-A-C-K-P-O-D on Instagram. Hey, Anthony here from Tornado Tag Podcast. We cover everything from WWE, NXT, AEW, and also cover the local scene with shows like Outbreak, PPW, and much more. Tune in every Friday for news, our take on local shows, and a weekly topic. Search IWEP Network. That's IWEP Network on YouTube or your favorite podcast or music app. We'll see you then. Until then, support local wrestling. Yeah, yeah, you seem very much alive in that. Yeah. It would like be, it'll be so weird if I wind up putting the Anchor commercial in there. Instead of talking, well, you talk on that one too, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh boy. Are you ready? Not really. Uh, no, you're not. You're not. Uh, time for one of those warnings we do every now and then. This one's going to get heavy. Uh, this one's going to turn a lot of... Oh, fucking great. I just fucking looked down. Yep. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, you really? I, I have the date. I have the year wrong, but the date is right. Oh, the year's wrong? The year is wrong. Oh. That's my, my mistake. What's the year? Uh, 1950, I believe. Oh. 1950. Uh, so okay. it's time for one of those warnings we do every now and then. This one is going to get heavy. Uh, this one's going to turn a lot of stomachs. If you're looking for something lighter, we got you next week. We're going to be making a long overdue return to fictional murder next week. But we got to wait through some shit before then. So put on your, uh, put on your, put on your, uh, your knee highs. But <laughs> my knee highs. Your grape knee highs. Hmm. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about a murderer who was all too real. And all too horrible. Albert Fish levels of bad here. I there's more. I think he's more sympathetic. But you you really are on this whole. Albert Fish is the fucking worst, aren't you? I I didn't like the guy. Uh, well, I, I didn't like any of these people really. And this will be another stark reminder too that we all have to be diligent about our mental health and the mental health of others. Absolutely. So Richard Trenton Chase was born on May 23rd, 1950. Mm, 30 years before I was born. Yes. 30 years to the day. Yep. And his life was hardly an easy one. Just like mine. Uh, Born with severe mental health issues. Same Z's. Chase exhibited the classic and mostly now refuted. People don't really believe in this as much anymore. Triad of behaviors that are said to be childhood indicators that someone may be predisposed to being a serial killer. I remember I had a book it was like the A to Z of serial killers, and this was in it. It was uh, the Triad, and the Jersey Triad. No, it's oh. not Canyon DDP and Chris Candido. Was he the third one? No, Canyon DDP and Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, uh, not them. It was uh, the Triad. Is they said these three things if they happen with a kid, there's a higher, higher, much higher chance that they could become a serial killer, and they are setting fires. By the way. Jersey Dry was an underrated fucking stable. It was. It was like the Freebird thing where they like they had the tag titles, but it could be any two of the three defending. It was them. an underrated fucking stable. Yeah, I like that one. So the uh, this triad, uh, these are the things that if you do these three things, it means you have a higher likelihood of being a serial killer. So this so this theory said, not many people believe in it now, but it was setting fires as, okay. a, as a child, cruelty to animals, mm-hmm. and bedwetting after the age of five. Okay. And he exhibited all three. I have one. 
especially the cruelty to animals. He was really big with that one. As Richard got older, he got deeply into drugs. First, the standard smoking and drinking. And when I say older, like when he was a teenager, not when he was like 25. Uh, first, he was smoking and drinking. Later, he got into marijuana and LSD. And the drugs and other issues led Richard to develop a severe case of hypochondria. Like, really bad. He had a fear of disintegrating. Okay. He once reported... <laughs> okay. Oh, this guy had some serious issues. That's, uh, that's one. Yeah, that he, wow. He once reported to a hospital that someone had stolen his pulmonary artery. <laughs> Maybe I, right, I like this guy right now. You're not going to. I'm not going to, but You're I like him right to. now. Right now. I pre-like him. He thought that he could absorb vitamin C into his brain by holding oranges to his head. So this guy was just straight up nutty. Yeah. Straight up nutty. Yeah. He also reported at times that his stomach had disappeared and that his heart had stopped beating. So yeah, he had this crazy, these crazy ideas about, about his health. He was eventually di- diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. And some doctors felt that what he was really suffering from was drug-induced psychosis. Maybe it was like a little too much LSD. Psychosis? Yeah, hypnosis. Mm. He's a hell of a wrestler. We're just dropping all kinds of <laughs> WCW references. This this isn't some hokey injury. Yeah. There's only one heart I care about right now, and it's not Brett. Who uh, who are you to doubt El Dandy? <laughs> he's a great wrestler. He's a jam-up guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the people who know what we're talking about are laughing, and everybody else is like, what? Okay. Except one flyer stream. like, yeah, Carter Hart. Um, Richard's perceived medical maladies got even worse in his early 20s when he moved into an apartment with some roommates. And at this point, he would routinely trap animals, maim and kill them, and mix their raw or- organs with soda. Mm. Uh, he thought that consuming the animal organs was stopping his heart from shrinking. Now, the, the, the maiming uh, animals, the whole killing thing... Mm-hmm. I feel that people that hunt like that, right? I feel like there's got to be some kind of breakdown. Mm-hmm. Like we're not those type of people. We don't hunt. Mm-hmm. I don't take like I see a lot of people like pictures, like standing there taking pictures with like a deer yeah. or something with a deer's tongues fucking hanging out. I look at those people and I go, I understand that that you're hunting and you're gonna you know you're gonna eat that and everything. Right. I just feel that they are fucking crazy. It's never. I've never seen the appeal. I. I. I it's not just. Yeah. It's not just appeal for me. I think I see something different. I. I see that as like, if you're fucking able to do, you're able to take a life like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the same as killing a fly. Right. You know, this, there's blood and guts. And do you ever and, feel like just for a split second bad about killing flies? Yeah, I do too. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, but they're fucking yeah they're pests like a fly a a mouse a rat a cat there's certain things you're okay with killing yeah yeah husky fucking what do you call it husky retriever mix keep attacking my cats man (laughs) keep attacking my cats so anyway richard wasn't attacking cats his prey of choice were mainly like smaller animals he did attack cats and dogs and stuff like that later but at this point, he's really uh, mainly going after rabbits and things like that, like small, wildish animals, like things you might see around, but they're not really domesticated as much as a cat or a dog. And so he, at one point, he did capture and kill some rabbits, and he injected himself with their blood, what which fuck? led to him being hospitalized with blood poisoning. And when they found out why he did it, of course, 
they committed him to a mental institution. And that did little to rehabilitate Richard early on. He was um still clearly obsessed with blood while he was there. And that got him the nickname Dracula. They would just call him Dracula because he was always talking about blood and shit. And he more than lived up to that name when he was found one morning by hospital staff with blood all over his mouth. As it happened, two birds had flown through the bars of Richard's cell. He captured them, snapped their necks, and sucked their blood clean out. Is this guy, by the way, is he like a fucking Pied Piper? Like, there probably wasn't going to be any birds flying through any fucking bars. Right. He might have, like, taken his food and, like, laid it out for them. Like, almost like people this throwing dude, Yeah, this dude's just fucking, like, playing with his fucking flute that he just made yeah. from his fucking liver. <laughs> from some rabbit's liver. And his fucking whistling, calling birds. Yeah. Yeah, he was like the he was like the uh, the bird whisperer. But then my eyes him. are real fucking itchy. It's all that dander. Yeah, it's all that dander. That's why we can't. That's why I didn't want to talk too much about the the red hat people. It gets my dander up, and then it makes your eyes water. Ah, oh, they're itchy. Richard even escaped custody at one point when he was institutionalized, only to be captured and and put back into the mental hospital. Another time, he stole syringes from the medical ward of the asylum, and they would have the uh, the the patients sit with therapy dogs for a while sometimes and he would take these syringes and draw blood from the dogs and then later either drink it or shoot it into himself so yeah there's this like this blood obsession that was a big thing with him despite all of this richard chase did slowly show signs of improvement improvement enough that in late 1976 he was released into his mother's care unfortunately she proved to be a horrible caregiver Deciding that Richard didn't need to be medicated to live a, a normal life, she rented an apartment for him with a few roommates, and she slowly started to wean Richard off of his medication. The results weren't so great. Richard's behavior grew more and more erratic. He was back on drugs. He would walk around the apartment naked, and it wasn't long before all the roommates left one after another. By the summer of 1977, Richard had gone even farther off the deep end, Again, he would blend the organs of small animals with Coca-Cola and drink it. Um, Not a great smoothie. Going back to the mother thing, mm -hmm. it's. do you think it was one of those, like, she thought that, you know, medication helps or hurts more than it helps? Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Because there's a lot of those Like, he's doing fine. He doesn't need it. We'll just wean him off. He'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, maybe he's doing fine because he's on a dipshit. Yeah, because this yeah. is also in the 70s when there, I guess there's, there's more of a stigma against being mentally ill. Oh, there still is today. Oh, there there absolutely is, yeah. And there's there's still a stigma against, you know, uh, medication. And I, I get that to an extent, because I was in therapy. When I was in therapy, and they kept telling me to, uh, like, basically to not smoke weed. Right. And to just take these pills. Mm -hmm. Take these pills, take these pills. And I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, it helped, though. I cry a lot. Uh, as we know, this is well documented. Right. I, I, I'm an emotional person. I do. I cry a lot. I get extremely emotional. But my my emotion. See, people could be like, "Oh, you're you're a pussy." Okay, cool. All right, I'll be a pussy. But the thing is, is that those that 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 emotions, uh, those emotions could turn into anger too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And if I went and I snapped the neck of somebody who called me a pussy, or you know, or or broke their fucking arm, then right. it would be. Oh, you're fucking, you're crazy. You're a rage -aholic. Yeah, and then, you'd, you know, they'd want me in jail or try to sue me or whatever. Uh, but the thing is, it does, you know, the, a lot of those, yeah, they do they make me a zombie? Like, yes, they do. I think that's kind of the point mm -hmm. of them, you know? 
it's it's stopping me from from getting all emotional yeah, especially for somebody with like say manic depression where they have the really high highs and the really low lows it's yeah it's going to even you out on both sides but um but anyway he he did wind up going off his meds so to speak and law enforcement got involved in august of 1977 at that point richard was discovered by police just outside of lake tahoe he was naked covered in blood and carrying a liver in a bucket as one often does yeah kids being kids yeah i mean they, they do if you're a fucking uh i don't know dude from silence of the land Hannibal Hannibal Lecter, Lecter. Yeah. Yeah. he also had fava beans and a nice kiani <laughs> and so richard told I police liver beans with, yeah. <laughs> with fava beans and a nice kiani that always fucking bothered me the way he said kiani i guess that's the way you yeah. say kiani kiani with fava beans and a nice kiani yeah it's, and then the I was. Did you did you like that movie, The Silence of the Lambs? I thought it was pretty good. I was young. I was like what eleven when it came out. Yeah, I saw it much later. Something like that. And the funny thing is, in the book, because I read the book after I saw the movie, and it's not fava beans. I forget what it is. Like cannonelli or pinto yeah. beans or something. Yeah, it's like. Um, Why the fuck did they change the beans? I don't know. I guess it was something that like, Jonathan Demi like was like, yeah, this sounds better. Maybe it was an ad lib by Hopkins. Amarone. Uh, I ate his liver with fava beans and a big Amarone. That's what he said. And then they just, it might be Amarone. I don't know my wines, my Italian wines or French wines. But yeah, they changed it to Canny for whatever reason in the in the, in the the movie. And it became like the most famous, most famous line in the movie. So hey, it worked out. It all worked out okay. This isn't going to work out okay though. Uh, so again, when we left Richard... He was discovered naked by police outside of Lake Tahoe, covered in blood, liver in a bucket. So obviously the cops were like, um, where did all his blood come from? He told them it was his blood. It was it was seeping out of him. At some <laughs> points he also thought his blood was turning into powder. So he had a lot of uh, fixation. His fixation was blood, obviously. Uh, Richard also told police that the uh, the liver was not his, or was his, I believe. Uh, they determined the liver belonged to a cow. The liver and blood were cow's blood. And so they let him go. I guess they weren't really thinking too much about, hey, let's check into his history and see how fucking crazy he is. They just let him go. And it was a bad call. And and sickening as it sounds, the mid to late 70s when all this was happening, yeah, this is 19. Well, what could they hold him for? Uh, abuse of an animal, like uh, mishandling a corpse. They could have, um, what's that? I don't know if they have 302 in California and voluntarily committed them. For what? Uh, being a danger to himself and others. And they they, I don't they, know. they committed them for injecting rabbit blood. So I'm assuming it's not that far removed from having... They could they could lock him up for being naked in public. They could have found a, a thing to hold him on. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I'd just like to know what, like... You gotta look at what the legalities are. Like, right. what, you know... Like, I think well, the other thing was involuntarily committed. So that was... Mm. Like, 302 it is what they would call it here. Because I think that's the article. Uh, so law enforcement uh, didn't do anything there. And um, so, unfortunately, Richard would get some inspiration because this time was like the high time for serial killers, the late, the mid to late 70s. John Wayne Gacy was piling dozens of bodies into his crawl space. Dennis Rader was beginning the BTK killings. David Berkowitz was making the women of New York City afraid to leave their houses. Ted Bundy, at this point, was facing trial in Florida. And in California itself, a man known at varying times and levels of fame as the East Area Rapist, 
the original Night Stalker and the Golden State Killer was beginning his own reign of, t- reign of terror. But the case that really captured Richard Chase's attention is one that we should probably cover in an episode of its own someday soon. We should probably cover Golden State Killer too. It's like the big one nowadays. But wait, we didn't cover that. We never covered Golden State Killer. What the hell? Are you sure? I'm positive. I don't know. I disagree. I think we have. I mean, we we talked about like I'll Be Gone in the Dark becoming a TV show. No, and I think like we, that. I think we talked about him before. But the uh, the one that really caught Richard Chase's attention was the Hillside Strangler, who was really the Hillside Stranglers after it all came uh, after it all shook out. Spoiler alert! And they were terroring, terrorizing L.A. over the late seventies. Or terroring, terroring. They were terroring. Yeah, they were inflicting terror, as uh, as W would say. Terrorizing. Terror. No WCW reference. <laughs> a very old one. Compounding Richard's... I guess every WCW reference is an old one now. It's been gone for 20 years almost. Yeah, it's been gone longer than it was around. Yeah. Compounding Richard's breakdown was a growing estrangement from his family. Through 1977, the relationship between Richard Chase and his mother devolved to the point that he wasn't even invited home for Christmas that year. By the way, 77, your mm-hmm. Groucho and... Elvis died. Oh, wow. Also, Year of the Misfits were formed. Oh, man, so some things go away, some things happen. It's a circle of life. And That's uh, Elton John. I think he was born way before 1977, and he's still alive. So with Is this, he? one of the uh, the inciting incidents that may have led to his mom, like, I should probably keep my distance from Richard, was he came over to her house, and... If she would have believed in social distancing... Yeah, everybody should have social distance from this guy. She He went over to her house, and he was going out back for a little bit, and she goes outside to see Richard ripping open the, the carcass of a dead cat and smearing cat blood all over himself. Okay. Yeah. Not the not the best impression to make on somebody. Oh, so Richard. That Richard. All right, Richard, clean up before dinner, honey. I'm not hungry. Just ate a cat. Just I just ate a cat pancreas. Do cats even have pancreas? I, uh, I don't. Pancreas. Pancreas. I don't know. Do they eat it with panko? I was going to say that. You beat me this time. Good. God damn it. We're tied. So just four days after uh, Christmas Day in 1977, things would turn incredibly tragic. On December 29th that year, 51-year-old Ambrose Griffin, an engineer with a wife and two sons, was unloading groceries after a shopping trip. Ambrose Ambrose's wife had went ahead with some bags herself, and when she came back out, she found her husband face down on the ground. Now, despite that when she was inside, she had heard two pops. Mrs. Griffin thought that her husband had just had a heart attack, and that's why he was on the ground, but she would soon discover her husband had been shot. Usually, a heart attack doesn't leave two holes in your chest and with blood oozing out of them. Well... I mean, they, they did attack his heart, but not not a heart attack. Well, that's a vampire attack. This was a vampire. He, he liked to drink blood. Mm. The Griffin's 12-year-old son... Maybe it's symbolic of the... Uh, the two bites? The bite marks. Maybe. Yeah. The Griffin's 12-year-old son later reported that a brown-haired man taking a sh- uh, took a shot at him from a brown Pontiac Trans Am, and a woman in the same neighborhood reported a bullet was fired into her home two days before that. A ballistics test showed that the 22 caliber slug found in the home was a match to the ones that killed Ambrose Griffin. It would later emerge that the driver of the Trans Am, and indeed Ambrose Griffin's killer, was Richard Chase. Of course it was, or we wouldn't be talking about it right now. Right. Yeah, that's that's why. What if, we have to do that one time. Just come up with a, just, 
Oh, and by the way, this happened too, but it had nothing to do with the case we're talking about. Yeah. Story everybody off. Yeah. Got to keep you guessing on this show. Yeah. So on January 11th, 1978, Richard approached a neighbor of his, Don Larson, for a cigarette. She agreed to give him one, but he grabbed onto her when she tried to walk off, and he wouldn't let her go until she gave him the whole pack. Then a little bit later in January, on the 23rd, he tried to open the patio door in the rear window of another woman, Jeannie Layton. Both the patio door and the rear window were locked, and the noise of him, Richard trying to open it drew Layton to the window, and she just looked out, and he stood there, like, staring at her through the window, just emotionless, like a statue. And then he, Richard turns around, lights a cigarette, maybe one of the ones he got from Don Larson, I don't know, a pack of cigarettes for the last 12 days, and he just walked off as if nothing ever happened. And one thing to mention here is Richard is just totally off the deep end. He's barely eating. He's losing a ton of weight. Uh, he stopped showering. He was just very disheveled as all this is happening. And that's that's what she saw through the window. Maybe even smelled him through the window at this point. And so short, shortly after this, Robert and Barbara Edwards, who lived a short distance away, had left their doors unlocked while they went to the grocery store. They returned home to loud noises and a ransacked living room. And Richard Chase, extremely disheveled at this point, as I was saying, runs past them. And Robert Cha- Robert Edwards uh, chased him down a little bit. But when uh, Robert Robert and Richard is really throwing me off here, Richard's the bad guy. Robert chased him. He was the one whose house Richard was in. And then Richard jumped the fence. And I that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. So he basically broke into this couple's house and ransacked their house while they were gone. He hears them come in. He runs past them, hops the fence to get away. Long story short, too late. Police at the time assumed robbery to be the motive, and some valuables were taken. But stranger still, Richard had urinated in a drawer, and he had done something even worse than that on the bed of one of the Edwards children. Shitting. Oh. I'm talking about shitting. I was wondering. He shit on the bed. Hmm. This would eventually become a thing for Richard. Not the bed shitting, but the locked door thing. If a door or a window was locked, he wouldn't try to force his way into a home. An unlocked door, however, that was an invitation for him. Like, he was almost like a vampire. Like, he was that... Yeah, there you go. Like, True Blood. Like, didn't they have the thing where you had to invite a vampire into your home? Well, I don't remember, but, I mean, that's just a vampire thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was the thing with him, too. Again, he's a blood drinker. He's doing this. But for him, if you left your door unlocked, that was you inviting him into your home. And if you lock the door, okay. I'll move on to the next one. Nearly a month or nearly a month after his original killing, uh, on January twenty third, nineteen seventy eight, Richard came up to the home of Teresa Terry Wallen, a twenty two year old pregnant woman. Unfortunately, Teresa had left her door unlocked, and it would be the last mistake she would ever make. If you're feeling a little faint of heart so far, I suggest you skip ahead about maybe ten fifteen minutes. Because this thing's about to get a little spicy. All right. Wake me up when it's over. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll give you some time to think about it on you, the listener's end. Because uh, when we come back, it's going to get a little uh, a little hairy here. The murder of Teresa Wallen itself, tragic as it was, was somewhat mundane compared to the aftermath. Richard Chase shot at Teresa three times. The first shot was through her hand and out of her elbow was a defensive wound as she put up her hand to block. The second hit her in the top of the head and sent her down, and the third was fired right into her head execution style. 
Analysis of the bullets showed that the murder weapon was the same 22 caliber pistol that was used to kill Ambrose Griffin. Richard Chase was far from done, though. He dragged Teresa into her bedroom before getting a knife and a yogurt cup from the kitchen. Teresa had been taking out the garbage when Richard came in, and the cup fell out of the bag when she dropped it. Richard used the cup to drink Teresa's blood before cutting out several of her organs. Richard then had sex with Teresa's corpse while stabbing her with a butcher knife simultaneously. He also cut off one of her nipples and had shoved a handful of dog feces he'd found in a nearby yard down her throat. I warned you. Police found other, less disturbing crime scenes around the area, and one of them did contain a dead dog that had been cut up in the pieces as well. Richard's third and final attack would be the most gruesome of all, and it would be on January 27th, 1978, just three days after the, uh, the murder of Teresa. And on this one, Richard found another unlocked door. This one belonged to th- a 38-year-old Sacramento woman named Evelyn Miroth. Uh, but the first victim in this case would be Evelyn's friend, Danny Meredith. Richard shot Meredith and then stole his wallet and car keys. He would then shoot Evelyn and Evelyn's six-year-old son, Jason. Richard would once again engage in necrophilia with Evelyn's dead body before escaping the crime scene in Danny Meredith's car. One of Evelyn's neighbors heard the noise and alerted police, and taking inventory of the scene, police found a full footprint amongst the blood. They'd later determined the bullets in the victims were from the same gun as the earlier two murder scenes that we've talked about here. But most disturbing of all, uh, David Ferreira, Evelyn's 22-month-old nephew, was nowhere to be found. His crib was soaked with blood, and the one thing left inside was a pillow with a bullet hole in it. Police would get the break they were looking for not that long after this, though. Uh, A young woman Richard Chase had gone to school with came to police to report a suspicious encounter that she had recently had, where she had run into her old classmate and reported that he was painfully thin-looking. As we said earlier, Chase had basically stopped eating and bathing at this point. Uh, His eyes were sunken in, and most disturbing, disturbing of all... He had blood all over his sweatshirt. And no, it would be it'd be funny if she just went to the cops and said, uh, "They're like, what you know, like, what's your complaint?" My uh, my old <laughs> my old classmate is very thin. Yeah, he's lost he's too much weight. Lost too much weight. Nah, yeah, that's that's all I have for yeah. you. Yeah, he went to school with a uh, an old Italian grandmother. Come on, you eat you eat the minestrone. I can go for some minestrone right now. Mm. Sounds good. I made a whole big pot of it like a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you have some of that? I don't think so. Oh man, yeah. I made I made a whole pot of. Uh, now we never said minestrone. We just said minestrone. minestrone. Yeah. yeah. I made a, a a pot of fucking minestrone, dude. It was so good. Oh, it was so good. All right. So, go back to this. I'm going to try to just think about minestrone. Yeah. <laughs> you do that at home too. If you're listening, if you're listening home, just close your eyes. And think of minestrone. If you're if you're listening to this while driving, don't close your eyes, and think of the traffic around you. And be cautious. Be a safe driver. Further investigation showed that Richard Chase lived within a mile of all the murder sites, and with all this together, police were ready to take a closer look. And when they did take that closer look, it kind of became obvious that they found their guy. A check of Chase's apartment found the murder weapon the 22 caliber gun, as well as a blood-covered apartment. Blood was just everywhere, on the walls, on the floor, on the furniture. Uh, they found collars from abdu- abducted and mutilated pets. They found a giant 12-inch blade- bladed butcher knife. They found rubber boots. 
they found three bloodstained blenders. If you remember, he liked the blood and coke. And some people like Jack Daniels and their, their coke. This guy likes blood. He likes, uh, he likes rabbit blood. Most harrowing of all, though, the worst thing of all, is they did find the decapitated, mummified corpse of 22-month-old David Ferreira. And police also found a calendar on the wall with today written in the date of the quadruple murder on January 27th. So they bring Chase in, and the FBI is investigating, and everybody's kind of looking into this. We're we're just starting to figure out serial killers here, so they wanted to kind of pick this guy's brain because he was so repulsive and so awful. Chase would eventually blame his crimes on, I shit you not, aliens and Nazis. Okay. Aliens and Nazis who would contact him telepathically and order him to kill so he could replenish the blood they were stealing from him. What if he was right? That he is the most understood man in history. What if he was right? What if he was like, I didn't want to do this. I was kind of a normal dude, but like aliens and Nazis are taking my blood. Yeah. Like, like some people believe in, hey, right now this is the year people believe in aliens more than ever. Yeah. You know? All this, all these Nazis are coming out. I don't know. I'm with them. I, th- I believe him. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't agree with, I don't agree with what he's doing, but I, right. I, I believe him that this is because of aliens and Nazis. I mean, clearly we're dealing with a guy that's not playing with a full deck. Clearly. So, so basically, he likes aliens. He likes Nazis. He likes killing things. He wears a red hat. Well, it wasn't red before all that, but it's red now. Well, th- this guy, I, I get, get what you're going This guy would have been a Trump supporter, 100%. And so uh, he also believed, Richard also believed, that the serial killer he was obsessing over, the Hillside Strangler, was also suffering from this fate and was doing this because of Nazis and, and aliens and alien Nazis, not Zalians. That revelation was made to legendary FBI investigator Robert Ressler. And the same interview. Now, uh, there's a lot of wrestling talk in this. Right. So much that this guy's name is Robert Wrestler. Yes. R-E-S-S-L-E-R. That's Wrestler. Yeah. R-E-S-S-L-E-R. That's Wrestler. That's the joke I was going yep. for. And in the same interview, Chase claimed to be Jewish and claimed that he had a Star of David on his forehead. Neither of these things were true. He was not raised Jewish and there was nothing on his forehead besides skin. You can't tell him what he is. That's true. But we can tell him he doesn't have a Star of David on his forehead. Okay. And during this interview, they uh, they gave him a cup of macaroni and cheese, and he wanted it analyzed for poison, because he thought the, uh, the people were trying to kill him. It shouldn't be too surprising at this point to... To know that Richard Chase's legal team went for the insanity defense. And what they were trying to angle for really here was they they didn't want Richard to be executed. They want him on death row. They wanted them to get second degree murder charges, which would mean life imprisonment instead. But it didn't work. Richard Chase was sentenced to death. Now, this is in a point, and this is a point between like the mid-1960s up until the early 90s. Where California just didn't execute people or not execute people again. They did for a while, like when they executed Tukey Williams and, and some other people. But at this point, they there was a moratorium on executions like there is now. But he was sentenced to death. And because of the horrific nature of his crimes, even Richard Chase's fellow prisoners were afraid of him. Medication, though, 
uh, did seem to work when he was institutionalized before. Like, yeah, he was snapping birds' necks and stabbing dogs with needles. But once they got him properly medicated, he stopped doing a lot of that stuff. And he was normal enough that they let him go. So they tried it again. They tried uh, putting him on uh, some strict antidepressants and just tried to help get him a little more normal. But instead of taking his pills, Richard hoarded them for a while. And then on Christmas Day 1980, he uh, took a few weeks worth of antidepressants all at once and was found dead in his cell the next morning. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, horrible things he did, but obviously this is a guy who was a tortured, tortured, tortured person. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, it doesn't excuse what he did, but yeah. this is a thing where it's like, you gotta really, if you're, if I'm mad at anybody here, I'm mad at the mother for taking him off the meds when he got out. Now, right, this this guy was under supervision. Right. He's not playing with the full deck. You could say, well, he needs to take responsibility. He's, you know, this is why... Some people need to fucking be controlled. Right. This is why sometimes freedom is is stupid. Yeah, I mean, you have to, with, with somebody, with, with, and I guess you could say, well, nobody saw it coming until it happened, but. Nah, you saw it coming. It's six people, six people dead. Six people dead because she wanted to take him off his meds. Yeah. Like, how do you justify that? It's, it's this it's guy, this guy, like you said, this guy was tortured. Um. You don't know what he was going through mentally. You know, obviously a lot. Like, there was a lot of fucking crazy shit here. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of crazy shit here. So like we were saying earlier, next week we're going to do a little bit of a palate cleanser. Yeah. Uh, We're going back to fake crime. We haven't done a fictional episode in a while. Yeah. And we're going to be covering one of the legends. One of the legends. Yeah. Eminem. Yeah. Yeah. A fictional murder. Eminem. Well, Slim Shady. Yeah. That's Slim Shady is. And, uh... To give it a little hint. To give it a little hint. Mm-hmm. It's, it has something to do with Eminem's last album. Okay. Right. So there you go. But before we, we talk about next week's episode, of course, we're not quite done with the festivities this week. There's still one little thing left to do. Nap, and we're going to no, take a no, siesta. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It's time for another game of Who Died the Worst. That's right, everybody. It's time for Who Died the Worst. It's not Who Died the Funniest. It's not Who Died the First. The name of the game? Who died the worst? And if you're brand new to this this show of I ours, am. I'm new. You're Hi. Not. You mm. just said in the very beginning of the show you've been here since day one ish. Mm. Um, who lied. died the worst is a game. I lied. You're lying right now. Mm. Day one. Wait a second. <laughs> That's not the name of this game. It's not day one. Oh. Who died the worst is a game we've played literally since day one. Every episode of Murder My Dude has had who died the worst. And it's where I'm going to give Jackson Wells over here That's one, me. two, three deaths. Mm. And he's going to tell me which of these three mm-hmm. died the worst. Yeah. Number two. I don't think it's going to be number two this time. I think I yeah. have a strong feeling this time. Number one. Maybe. Number three. Possibly. All right. Death mm. number one. Number four. There is no number four. Gotcha. Death number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is coming to us from Pella, Iowa. Mm. This is a two for one death. And uh, it's a good sale. I, I'd rather not buy any. 
I'm gonna skip it. Uh, this is a, uh, this is a, a, a double death here. It's 35-year-old Genus Rueda mm-hmm. and 20-year-old Nelson Figueroa. And these two fellas, uh, they worked for Excel Utility Contractors, and they were, uh, they were installing internet cables for a local internet company, Pella Fiber. Mm. Remember, we had a, uh, a favorite internet guy, or a yeah. installer guy. We did. Ivan. Ivan, yeah. From RCN. Yeah. RCN cable. Shout out to Ivan for our, from RCN. If he's listening, he'll be very surprised. Yeah. He was a Hispanic male. Yeah. Named Ivan. Named Ivan. He was. Very, he had a very great sense of humor, though. He was a funny dude. He was really funny. And so, unfor- I hope that what happened to these two fellas never happens to Ivan if he's still in that in that game, if he's still in that business. What happened to uh, Genus and Nelson is they were they were like doing like in home installations or anything like that. They were actually digging up Bones. the ground oh. to run underground internet wires. Like you have the internet wires up on the poles. Yeah. And you have them underground, too. Yes. And as they were doing this, they accidentally struck a high-voltage electrical cable that was running underground. And so nearby residents reported a loud boom. A third utility worker suffered minor injuries and was treated at a local hospital. But unfortunately, Genus and Nelson uh, succumbed to their injuries from striking this this uh, underground heavy-duty electrical cable. Death number two. Death number two is a man named I'm gonna I'm gonna get this so wrong Tavi Pusiu P U S T I U. Let's try that one again. Pustiu. Let's go with that one. Tavi Pustiu. Let's go with that. He yeah. is a Romanian pop star, a Romanian singer, mm. and tragically, you can actually see what led up to this one online. I watched it. Okay. Um, so he's doing he was doing like a live stream i don't know if he's doing like periscope or facebook live or something like that instagram live igtv okay one of those things and uh he, he was in a car with his wife and they're listening to music in the car he's like singing along to the music just talking on the phone or like talking to like the people on the phone through the video thing and at the very end of this video you see him look out the window a little bit and you see his face get very concerned very quickly. Have you ever seen the movies and the TV commercials where they try to catch you off guard and the two people are in the car and are just kind of driving down having some kind of like meaningless conversation and all of a sudden they get like T-boned by a car? Uh Uh-huh. That happened to this guy, but it was a train. Oh, jeez. And so he, he died. His wife is still fighting for her life. So this may be a double. This may be another double double. Uh, but according to the police there, they said that this death was, quote, a result of a collision between a train and a car on the level crossing. A 29-year-old man who was a passenger in the front of the car was declared dead. Uh, a 24-year-old woman who was the driver was injured. Oh, the woman, oh, she was driving. I'm sorry. He was doing the video. She was driving. Uh, but he is dead. She is fighting for her life. And the uh, accident, they say, happened because of noncompliance with the rules at the level crossing. So death number two is you're driving along, making a little video, uh, and your wife doesn't realize you're on a railroad crossing and you get hit by a train. So maybe number two will win. I thought he was driving, which makes it a little more, you can kind of put the blame on him. I guess he should have been a better backseat driver or shotgun driver. So that's death number two. Death number three 
And we're going to put this guy in the name Hall of Fame, I think. This is a great name. His name was Quimby Gelotti. It's an amazing name. Quimby Quimby Gelotti. Okay. And he was a senior at Napa High School in Napa Valley, California. And this uh, this high school, they would always do like a senior trip to a water park. And there was always this tradition they would do where as many students as possible would do this thing called clogging where they would all try to go down this water slide at once. And it was one of those enclosed water slides where in like a tube. You know, the ones where you can't kind of see out. Yeah. Uh, so it's one of those. They would all try to jam in as many as possible a- at once. And for years and years and years, they did this. They would do this. I think it was like they were doing it for 20 years by the time uh, this came around. This was in 1997. But the water slide, uh, they had remodeled it. It, it before it was built into a hill. And now it was just kind of out over the air. And the sheer mass of all the people packing into the water slide caused the water slide to collapse. Mm. And uh, it failed under the weight of the students. And a bunch of them fell out. And just one, poor Quimby Galotti, fell to his death. Many others were injured. I think at least one was paralyzed. He was the one that succumbed to his injuries. So to recap, death number one is you're running underground internet cable and you hit an electrical uh, electrical line. Death number two is you're riding along in the car, singing along the, the music on the radio, talking on uh, talking on Facebook Live or IG Live or something like that, and here comes the train. And death number three is a bunch of high school kids are doing their annual senior thing where they all go into the water slide at once. Water slide pops open and one of them falls to his death. So I ask you, Jackson Wells, who died the worst? That's 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 tough, man. That's a really tough one. Mm-hmm. That's really tough. I thought it was easy until I reread them. I'm like, this is hard. Like, I thought it was a no-brainer when I put this together. Now I think it's hard. Let me hear. What's your no-brainer? My who? no-brainer when I first put it together was number one. Number one. Because I think they had the least agency in their, in their death. Right. But I didn't realize the the second guy wasn't driving. He wasn't driving. And I didn't realize. And then I started about the third one where it's like, yeah, this is just like goofy senior thing. Nobody really expects to do this. They're going to die. Like the worst thing you think could happen is you get stuck. You're right. So now it's like, now I think it go, I, could, I think it go any of the three ways. I think they're all bad. It's Yeah, it's really tough, man. I'm glad it's not my job to determine who died the worst. Yeah. That it, falls on you. This is your burden now. It's my burden. Um, It's your cross to bear. Man, this is tough. Can you even eliminate one? Can you process of elimination and bring it down to two? So, I look at I look at risk. Uh huh. Right. I look at risk. Yeah, you don't expect the water. Uh, the, you don't expect that to collapse. Right. You're not thinking, you're, you don't think that that's even a possibility. Yeah, I'm like sure. we've been doing this, uh, our school's been doing this for 20 years. Nobody's ever even gotten hurt. Yeah. You don't expect, okay, I'm going to get killed doing this. Yeah, this is the one, right, where you're going to die. Especially when you have a cool name like Quimby Gelotti. And then you have, we're going backwards. Mm-hmm. And you got the guy driving with his girlfriend, having fun, smoking, and he looks over, he's like, oh shit, train. Well, to be fair, the smoking may have eventually killed him anyway. I don't know if it was weed. Oh, 
Well, that, if you smoke enough of it, that'll hurt your lungs too. Um, should she? She probably should have been paying more attention, though. You would think to fucking train tracks. You would think, you know. Um, and then the first one, they just they get electrocuted. Yeah, they must have hit a wire or something. They hit a wire. It's a tough one. They're not always easy. That's why you have the the very difficult job of being the arbiter of who died the worst. Because you have to make the tough calls like this. I try to eliminate based off of who's who's the dumbest. Right. Who's the dumbest out of the three? I know what I'm going to go with. Okay. I'm going to go with my winner this week. Who died the worst? Is number two. Okay. So it was number two. You were right the whole time. Here's why. Uh Uh-huh. Here's what happened. Number one, risky job. You know that the, you know that you're playing with wires. There's there's a, that that's a risk, right? Yeah. You expect that. Yeah. You play with wires, you get burned. Yeah. Uh, it's fire and get oh. burned. But uh, in this case, it was wires and get burned. Uh, two. Bunch of doofuses in a fucking tube. Three. You mean? Uh, three rather. Uh, it's tough either way. Yeah, they're all bad. It's tough. I just feel that if I were if I were up there, I'd be panicking. If so, yeah. if I'm panicking, right, it's going to make me think something could go wrong, and then it went wrong, right. So, all right, no, I, I that could have avoided. Number two, he was not driving. Yeah, he may have had better control. Right, he may have been the one to hit the hit the brakes mm-hmm. or whatever. He wasn't even in control. His girlfriend was. Right, she ultimately killed him. Yes. So and maybe herself, she's not out of the woods yet. But the, but the thing is, is it's it's not about her. It's about him, right? Right. This is about him. Yeah, because he's dead. She. What's may... his name? I don't have it now. Ubi Kabubukabul. No. Tuvi. Tu TV. I don't know what his name was. Uh, Tavi. Like... Puss Puss and Boots. Puss to you. Uh, pu- puss you're to you. pussy. You. Puss to you. Yeah. Listen. Puss to you. No. Why does it sound like a Russian, like, puss well, to you? He is Romanian, so. Like, like, that's how they would say, like, you're a pussy. Like, how I'm saying. Fitting. How I, fitting, by the way. I'm saying puss to you. How yeah. fitting on the episode where we covered the Sacramento vampire. Yeah. That a Romanian wins who died the worst. That was not even by design. Oh, wow. 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 Blah. <laughs> We've done it. Ah. Huh. So. Uh, it could blah. Now that we've uh, gotten all the festivities out of the way, I think we should plug our uh, our shop at projecthumanoid.com. Yeah. You can always buy a shirt, buy a mug, buy a hoodie. Hoodie season is coming up. Mm. It's August is almost over. It's almost like we should have masks. Yeah, we should have murder my dude masks. Yeah, murder masks. Murder masks, my dude. Yeah. And yeah, uh, so there's a lot of things on there. Let um, us know if you would buy a murder my dude mask. And, and tell us what you would like to see on the mask. Yeah. Would you want to see blood splatter? Would you want just the body outline, the whole logo in the middle, a knife? Yeah. Murder my dude. Like, what would you want to see on the mask? Uh, email us at murdermydude at gmail.com. You can reach us on social media at murdermydude most places. Facebook, if you look up Murder My Dude, you'll find us. Also at Podcast My Dude, because you can't put murder in your actual name in Facebook, on Facebook. Uh, so yeah, uh, social media, Instagram at Murder My Dude, Twitter at Murder My Dude. Drop us a line, yeah. Email us. Uh, reach out to us on social media. Uh, tell a friend if you've enjoyed the show. Tell a friend if you didn't enjoy the show. Tell a friend that might enjoy it more than you did. 
Uh, if you did enjoy the show, we would uh, welcome a five-star rating on the podcast listening service of your choice and any other ones you feel like putting the rating on, too, for that matter. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything, unless um, I'm forgetting something. No, I think that's it. All right. So there's only one thing left to say, and that's we will see you next week with more murder. My dude. So your clue for last week was it has something to do with the last Eminem album? For next week? Yeah. Did I yeah. say last week? You said last week. <laughs> yeah. What was your clue for uh, last week? That's episode? what I was confused. Yeah, so yeah. your clue for next week's topic, like what we're covering next week, is the last Eminem album. Mm-hmm. That clue was for the birds.